0: Greetings, and welcome to another episode of RTAF Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Norris, and thank you for being here as always. My guest this week is Hannah Webb. Hannah is a painter living in LA. You probably know her better as The Obanoth. That's right, The Obanoth is the correct pronunciation of that. A lot of people think it's Theo Theobanoth or The Bannister or some shit like that, but no, 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 no. the obanoth be sure to follow her check out her website where you can see her awesome paintings of concise design precise color and value matching and flatness of paint very cool style she has we get into that a little bit talk about some nerdy things about an hour into this episode of course we go into hannah's backstory some struggles that she's faced as an artist and a lot more. I think you'll enjoy this episode. Great conversation. Lots of information. Thank you, Hannah. Once again, for joining me in this epic episode. And this week, my newest patron on patreon.com slash podcast is Andrew Meyer. Big shouts to you, sir. Thank you for supporting the podcast. You can find Andrew at M C Mick fun Guy, P-H-U-N-G-U-Y. If you, my dear dear listener, would like to support this podcast on Patreon, head on over, as I said before, to patreon.com slash RTAF Podcast. You'll find three tiers there. One for four dollars, one for eight, one for sixteen. You get exclusive video, a shout out, guest suggestions, and merch. If you like what I'm doing, please consider it. It's only 48 bucks a year, if you care, if you care. I don't know if you guys are David Cross fans, but that's in reference to one of his bits, if you care. Um, But yeah, I appreciate all the support that I've gotten so far from my 19 patrons. You guys are crushing it. You're helping me chug along, keep my head up, feel good about it, and I love y'all. And I love you, even if you don't support. Guess what? just by listening to this podcast you're helping me out if you want to go a little bit beyond that but not quite to the patreon you can rate review subscribe leave five stars on itunes all those good little things share it with your friends and you know smash that like button or whatever anyway that's another topic on this episode we talk about social media of course how could we not let's let's just get into this i'm tired i'm tired of rambling tired of babbling Here is Hannah Webb, a.k.a. The Obanah. Just to let you know there, my robot assistant. Thank you. (laughs) Well, sweet. Um, Thanks for taking the time. Sorry about that little snafu that we just had with uh, some technical difficulties there. yeah Yeah.
1: I feel like that's that's what you get for doing things with the internet in general
0: Mm -hmm. yeah well hopefully it'll make for a good interview because that's kind of like uh, our introduction was trying to uh, troubleshoot this video problem that we're having Um,
1: yeah it seems to be working now I think I think we got it that break the ice a little bit sure
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) cool (laughs) Well, um, Hannah Webb, also known as the Obanoth, did I, did I nail that? You did. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on RTAF and I appreciate you being here and, um, sure. really, uh, really stoked to talk to you today.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts?
1: Uh, here and there, um, I listen to a couple different kind of art centric ones and a couple other like, you know, nonsense centric ones, but I'm, I'm more of a, am uh, more of a book on tape <laughs> audio book person when I'm working on stuff, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in and out of the podcast game.
0: Nice. Which, uh, which art podcast do you listen to? I just want to see if we well, listen to the same ones, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, a friend of mine produces one called uh clean break.
0: Yep. I found oh, out about that's... that one af- <clears throat> after I started this. I was like, "Oh yeah, I bet there are other art podcasts out out there." I yeah. love that. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The host of that one is a friend of mine. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I I feel like there's a lot of podcast new this year all of a sudden. And I think a lot of it has to do with like quarantine and people <laughs> starting stuff up. So, yeah. um, I think, you know, recently if, a if either a, a friend of mine or an artist, I like shares that they have an episode on something out, then I try to check it out and kind of bounce around between stuff. But yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. Um, so usually how I start out is I just get people's uh, background, their story. Um, so, like, as a prompt, when was the, like, very earliest that you remember starting to make art?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I, I was I was kind of a shy kid for mm-hmm. the younger part of my childhood. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just always kind of was drawing and making stuff. And I was into, like, modeling clay and stuff, you know, so I would, like, make little... Characters and objects and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of always been around me. Uh, my father is an architect, so you know, having like paper and markers and stuff around is just kind of standard. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just kind of always been part of my life. You know, just kind of doing creative things and kind of quiet creative activities was just sort of part of my thing for a long time. So, um, nice. yeah, I've been at it more professionally for, uh, you know, some years now, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's something that's kind of just always been, you know, in my universe.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, what made you want to pursue art? Like as, as a career, as a professional, was there anything in particular or Is it just something that you were comfortable mm-hmm. with? You like found yourself in a, a groove and it was just the next logical step or was um, it? Um,
1: I mean, I think I was doing the thing that a lot of people do or teenagers do, where you're trying to figure out, you know, with all the go to college pressure, like try to figure out what is your what is your niche, like like what is it that you want to be doing, right? Um, you know, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, geez, I I like I like writing. Do I want to do that? And I, you know, I used to like play instruments, so I was like, yeah, oh, is that is that something? So mm-hmm. you know, this whole time, of course, I'm like painting like man i don't know what to do with my life you know so i think eventually it was just like well wait like why don't i you know i should maybe i should try to like find something to do with that you know i I think that um when you're younger you get less encouragement to go to art school like art school seems kind of like the defiant act when people are trying to pressure you to go to just school in general so um you know, I just—I don't think it was at the top of my mind for a long time. But when it started to feel more serious, then I thought, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll go towards animation. Animation, something I wanted to do, just because I loved watching animation and kind of the concept of, you know, sort of igniting the drawing and 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 deciding how it moves through space. I thought it was cool.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: I thought I wanted to do graphic design also because I had like a you know like a copy of Photoshop elements in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. you know, I don't know. I I liked smashing images around. I I like photoshopped a picture of my pet hamster in a big armchair, and I was like, "This is awesome. I'm gonna be Yo. a designer." <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I I think that you know, I I when I decided that I wanted to do something art related or kind of committed myself to that. Um, then was sort of the, the next step challenge of like, you know, well, what, you know, cause there's like a thousand things you can do within that. So yeah. I, I thought graphic design and then I actually went to art school and started as an animation major and then decided that animation is too tedious for me. It's just not for me. So yeah. I switched to illustration and now I'm a painter.
0: Nice. So mm-hmm. art school, was it a, would, overall, would you say it's like a good thing? that you went to art school? For
1: me, yeah, for me it was, definitely. Um, I am from a pretty small town in the Midwest and I had no idea the scope of the things that I did not know, you know? So even though my work has changed a lot since I have left school, I wasn't painting with acrylic, that's my whole thing now, you know? Yeah. So, like, my my work and my trajectory has really evolved on the other side of school, but what school, art school, did show me was the absolute breadth of options and styles and people and medium and, yeah. you, and community, you know, and stuff that I don't think that I would have, like, landed in the middle of in any other way. I think that that was kind of the driver for um like contextualizing this world was kind of being around these people and trying stuff and having the opportunity to go oh cool I want to be an animator and then animating something and then going oh now I can make an educated decision that I want to shift over here you know and so for me the the structure was really um was was important I think that it had a lot to do with where I ended up but
0: nice it's so no. maybe
1: not true for everybody. I yeah. know that the art school thing can be divisive.
0: but Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, I didn't go to art school. Um, I'm also a painter and also came from kind of a, I, I guess it's more like mid-sized Midwest town. It's like a college town in Kentucky. And uh, I didn't, I I still feel like the art world is like opening up to me. You know, like I'm still like, oh, wow, that's a thing you can do. Mm -hmm. with this whole thing so um yeah i i went to like university of kentucky and got a psych degree because i was just like okay you know i guess i'll do this see what happens and nothing happened i was just still trying to be creative and and had all these dreams you know
1: (laughs) right yeah those those damn dreams yeah getting in the way of your psych future (laughs) yeah um (laughs) You know, you yeah. Well, so okay, if you if you went to school in Kentucky, then you probably are aware of my hometown, which is Miami University in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's where I'm from. I'm from Oxford. It's a really small town, southwestern Ohio. So Mm -hmm. um it's it's great. But you know, I I went to school in California and was kind of like dropped into a whole, you know, way more diverse community of people and things and processes. And I got to meet a lot of professional artists that were doing things that I didn't even know that you, you could do, you know? Right, So it was a big paradigm shift for me.
0: Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. That happened to me a little later. I decided that I wanted to be an artist at like 26 and then about a year and a half later moved out to Denver out here in Colorado. And not as, definitely not as, um what would you say, bubbly as LA, you know, there's not like as much going on and I wasn't formally schooled, but, you know, there's that, did you have that kind of like, I guess you could call it, I mean, it's the same culture, but culture shock moving to LA from Oxford, Ohio? Oh Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I I moved uh, to Orange County. The school I went to was in Orange County,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that was oh yeah, a, a million years different. Just I mean, totally upside down. You know, I I kind of felt like I yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I was like a teenager, so I, I think that you you get the impression that you're like I. I got this. I'm prepared. I kind of, <laughs> I think I kind of know what to expect yeah. way off. I, I, you know, you, you don't realize how small of a fish you are <laughs> until you're in that big of a pond or whatever, but it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was a big kind of like, holy crap, yeah. you know, change for me. So
0: w- was that the yeah. kind of motivation to move out there? Because I remember, you know, I, I, again, finished college or whatever there, but like, I remember thinking like just the, complete and utter like mm, averageness of that I felt like being in my town was kind of like suffocating. Like I felt like one day I'd wake up and be married to someone and have kids in a white picket fence and not know what to do with it or something. Was that part yeah. of the motivation for you or?
1: I mean, a lot of people are very happy with that option. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I- no hate on them, no shade on them, <laughs> but No. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes, I, I wanted to leave my hometown and I, uh, I only applied to art schools in two places, two in California and two in New York city. Um, So I, you know, it, it was college, no matter what I ended up doing was going to be my opportunity to leave, you know,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, and kind of pave my own way. So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was a, a way, a way for me to accomplish that. You know, I mean, I think that when you're, when you're older, um, you know, in your twenties, whatever, it's harder to make a move because you're, you know, you got to think about things more like your, your job, like career job, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not your, I'm 18 job, but your, you know, I'm a full straight up adult job and, you know, and, and, um, you've made more connections where you are. You've, you've built more adult relationships, you know, I mean, it's, it's harder to pick up and move when you're older than I think than at that moment for me. So, yeah. you know, I, I did that. I moved in my twenties to LA by myself okay, um, nice. from Orange County. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I quit my job. I, <laughs> I had to, you know, do cause I've, I've had a day job. Um, And still do actually. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was the thing that moved me across the country was, was school. And, um, I picked a spot where I thought that there was an opportunity to do something with visual art. Um, even though I, you know, hadn't totally figured out where I was going to land and probably would not have guessed that I would land where I am or with what I'm doing now, but, um, yeah, you know, it was an opportunity to like slingshot me, you know, really far away from, what the way I was feeling and the plates I was and, and, you know, all of that, it, it, it was, it was an opportunity to kind of go all the way off the deep end.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's sweet. Um, so you're out in Orange County. Um, almost said where, so it was called Laguna art school, Laguna beach art school. Yeah. Okay.
1: Laguna college of art okay. and design.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, it's very small. And so what was your work like when you were in college or when you were in school?
1: Oh man, uh, bad. (laughs) 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 You know, I think another one of those big art school transitions is going from being like, you know, Oh, I am the most artistic one in my friend group. I
2: am,
1: I am the most artistic one in my family. And then, you know, and you're feeling like, Oh, I, you know, I kind of got this. And then you meet, all of the other people that were that in their own circles, and you go, oh, oh, oh shit, I oh suck.
2: Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, honestly, all throughout school, my work was just kind of uh, weak. I, I think i I was cutting corners a lot. I was trying to be. I don't know. I was trying to be lowbrow and kind of be quirky and whatever. And I just, you know, I, I was just not really creating any successful work. And Mm -hmm. I say this, you know, objectively, this isn't just me trying to be hard on myself or something, but truly I was not at the top of my class graduating from art school. You know, I mean, I, I held it together. Okay. And I feel like I learned a fair amount, but yeah, it was, college, it was art school. You know, we were doing funky stuff and partying and whatever. And, you know, and you're exploring and exploring is great because that landed me where I am. But, you know, I wasn't like really honed in to anything in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, My college thesis project uh, was a series of oil paintings and a series of watercolor paintings um, that we're all like really kind of absurdist and, you know, and kind of silly and bizarre and whatever. And, um, yeah, I just kind of leaned on that, like, like, you know, oh, I just, I do quirky art, I do funny, whatever. And, uh, and it really just had no specific substance <laughs> to it. Mm-hmm. So I, I realized after graduating, like real world, get a job, support yourself life fully kind of thing. I, I realized, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a very good painter. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm, I'm cheating a lot. I'm smushing things together and I'm really just trying to ride this, like, maybe the image doesn't look good, but like, oh, aren't I clever, you know? And ultimately Mm. it was just like, not, I don't know. I just kind of learned that like, that wasn't, that wasn't enough. I didn't really feel that good about that work. And I didn't, I don't know. It it maybe was coming from more of a place of ego than I wanted it to. And I, I don't know. So since then I, (laughs) I graduated and then decided like I need to learn how to paint better. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the development of my style and my kind of current work and body of work and whatever, it was sort of based on me going like, okay, you know, like this has been fun. It was great. I, you know, I don't regret a moment of it, but, um, man, like if I, if I had taken those classes at a time when I was maybe, a little bit more open to receiving the information, you know, or, or something like it, you know, I, I, I heard friends of mine say this too, but like, you know, if I, if I took some of those classes I took in college now, I would have paid way more attention, man. Like I I would, I would really, like I was learning from really cool people and I was really not nearly as invested in these courses as I could have been, should have been whatever. So, so yeah, I kind of just decided like, you know it's funny to graduate from art school and then to decide to learn how to paint but that's kind of where i felt like i was so i um shifted and and tried to start figuring out acrylic and yada 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 here we are yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well it's hard to be that uh, conscientious when you're that young i mean some people are i guess um is is that a personality trait that you would like pin to yourself or did you have to kind of like learn discipline over the years and
1: um somewhere in between i i'm pretty i'm pretty type a like i'm Mm. super i'm super organized i like my calendar and my schedule books and everything is are really important to me i've i've always been like that you know i'm kind of a workaholic type whatever but um you know i think uh yeah i i don't know i think i was i was trying i was trying something for a while there and i still like to think that i am you know i don't know quirky and fun and whatever you know but but i don't think that you need to like present yourself as much you know i mean it's 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 like having bumper stickers on your car. It's yeah, like yeah, you can yeah. have these personality traits without screaming them at people, right, you know? Right. And I think that when you're younger, when you're a teenager, the, the inclination is to like, well, how is somebody going to know that I am X, Y, and Z if I don't if I don't put it on my t-shirt, you know? Or right, if right. I don't have this on my whatever or get this tattooed on my face or even you know, it. <laughs> so like, I think that as I've gotten older, it's been like, you know, okay, well, I can still have these traits and my personality and whatever, but like maybe that, Maybe I don't, maybe that doesn't need to be the first read of me, you know, like maybe I don't need to try to tell people that I'm a certain way from a distance, you know, especially at the cost of like, not really producing very good work.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm sure as like you, this is, I guess from my own personal experience, like as I get older, those, those things can kind of shine through in a more subtle way in just the way that you Handle yourself the way that you do X, Y, or Z. You don't have to be like making it so uh, graphic or literal, right? Right. We all become a little more yeah. subtle as we grow older. Hopefully, if you're, if you're, I mean, doing things right, I guess.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be there naturally, you know. So instead of like, you know, okay, well, I'm gonna sit down and make something. Now I don't have to go. But how can I make it like? how can I make it weird? How can I make it crazy? (laughs) How can I tell everybody that I'm different when I make this, you know? (laughs) So it's, I don't know. I just, I think, you know, those things will happen as a result of having thoughtful ideas and having a, a successfully executed body of work, which takes a lot of time. Um, but you know, it doesn't, does it have to be the first thing that I you know, that right, I think yeah. of every time I try to make something? And like, what am I trying to prove anymore? So,
0: totally. so yeah. Totally. Um, so I wanted to ask you about uh, this other job that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very interesting to me. Uh, to me, from, from my perspective, you look like a successful artist just making art. Um, and I, I'll pull up your paintings here in a minute. We'll do a screen share. I've got your website pulled up and whatever. But and they're they are a little bit smaller, I think, than I don't know at least some people that I know. So you can maybe bust them out quicker. And I've seen your process videos and everything. But I wanted to talk to you about time management and habits that you've found over the years that help you stay focused enough to. Have this kind of, uh, I don't know, dual life. You said you didn't tell me what is your job. First of all,
1: yeah, um, I <laughs> am the director of admissions at a college oh, wow. that specializes in uh, things like video game design.
0: Oh, cool! So uh-huh, it's kind of but it's kind of like parallel ish, right?
1: Ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It, uh, it lets me exercise a different part of my brain and I really do like, um, you know, I mean, I, I think that there's a lot that I really actually do like about having kind of the nine to six job thing. I have done it for ever. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, you know, it's a nice balance for me. I get to talk to students about their artwork, but it's generally kind of a different medium, different process, kind of a different universe than what I do, which is nice, um, you know, I think that being surrounded by only people that produce work in your medium or your style or your whatever um, is not it's not probably good just to be in an echo chamber for one. But also, you know, I mean, there is a lot of really cool work being produced that is, you know, maybe more more specific to a different industry than me. And I think it's good or interesting just to be aware of it. I like writing. I I like you know, there's a lot of stuff that I get to do by having, by having the job. Uh, but yeah, I also produce a crazy amount of artwork. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse by the way. Am I? You can say whatever the
0: fuck you want. Okay, cool.
1: (laughs) I produce a fuck ton of paintings and, uh, and that is something that I have also done a lot, but the, yeah, people are, people usually seem to know me as either role and rarely both. So you would either know me because I am Mm. a school representative or the big, scary admissions person that's going to let you into college or not, or Mm -hmm. you know me as this person that paints every day and shares paintings on the internet, but very rarely do people know both, you know? Yeah. 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 Um,
0: You're kind of like, (laughs) you're kind of blowing up your spot, you know? I mean, this podcast (laughs) isn't that big, but you know, you never know. I
1: know. Well, I mean, it's not, (laughs) It's not exactly a secret per se, but I don't, I mean, I don't really go out of my way to tell people about the other life, you know, like, I mean, I'm not going to go on my Instagram where I'm posting all my paintings and talk about my day job and I'm also not going to go to work, you know, and be like, Hey (laughs) Hey, everybody, like
2: (laughs) check (laughs) out my work, check
1: out my (laughs) 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 follow me on Instagram kid. (laughs) Um, so I mean, yeah, yeah, they just, you know, they just don't, it's funny how little they overlap. Honestly, yeah. very rarely do people kind of know both things. And usually people that know one are surprised to hear about the other. Sure. So if you know me primarily as a painter, those people are usually surprised that I, I work 40 hours a week. Very you surprised. Know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And vice versa. So yeah. yeah the, so time management, um,
0: Tell me about well, it.
1: you. <laughs> you you really got to manage it, man, when you when you got two full-time jobs. Uh well, so I think that one of the big one of the big things for me is that I really like painting. So like, you know, when I get off work at the end of the day and I've been talking to art students and writing emails and doing whatever I do in my day job all day, I like I want to paint. I, I like painting, you know, I like, that's, that's actually kind of what I do to relax. I I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't, I don't know. I like, that's actually just kind of where I go naturally to unwind or, or whatever. And so I think that, you know, that I have, um, I have made a point to paint For myself a lot, even when I have like commissions lined up and projects, client work, things that I have to do for people. Um, I still make a point to just like paint for fun, paint for myself in the middle of it because that's the only way, man, if, if I, if all of my painting projects were just something I had to slog through, I like, man, I, I don't know. I, I would not want to do it because it would feel like work all the time so even though my day job you know i start at nine i'm over at six i usually i like to cook so i'll cook dinner whatever do whatever and then kind of return to my same studio space in the evenings and paint until 10 o'clock at night um you know while that on paper is like a 13 hour work day or whatever minus a couple food breaks Mm -hmm. um it actually doesn't really feel that way to me most of yeah. the time if i have a lot of big deadlines coming up for one thing or the other then it does feel like i'm being crushed by it a little bit <laughs> and uh and i actually uh will be leaving my day job this year at the end of this okay. year
0: okay okay yeah you know? i was <laughs> gonna ask like how long do you think that's gonna last because
1: three more months okay is how long it's awesome. gonna last yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, no, I, I've always said that I'll do both as long as I can happily do both. But at this Mm. point, I have a lot of art projects that I don't have time for anymore. And um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna probably eventually put all my eggs in one basket. But, but yeah, I mean, honestly, the best thing that I can do for time or that I could recommend to others for time is to like, make sure that you are putting yourself in a position where you enjoy the art stuff or whatever it is you know music stuff whatever whatever that other thing is for right. you make sure that you like want to go do that meaning you you are have it set up somewhere that you like to be you're not in yeah. a musty basement or with a you know with a shitty wooden chair or something that you know like you you don't want to you don't want to be like Ugh, i gotta x y and z because you won't you you right. just won't do that right. you know um so yeah i mean my thing is that like my studio space i have i have good speakers i have my laptop i have my chair i like my zone here so for me i i like kind of retreating to this space and i have rules set with myself where you know if i feel like i need to be producing stuff, I need to work on something, whatever. I allow myself to only work on it for an hour and go and do something else. I, I don't have to work for five hours every time I sit down to paint. I can yeah. do it for 20 minutes and then go, eh, you yeah, know, all right, all right now. And then leave. That's okay. You know, totally. So for me it's just about like, you know, obviously you have to manage your time because, you know, if if you only spend time on whatever your creative project is if you only spend 1 day a week then you're only, you're spending what 50 days a year and if the mm-hmm. you know so i mean you got to like if you put out one painting every 6 months that means that you'll be 40 by the time mm-hmm. you put out you know like i mean it's just it's it's you have to keep in mind that, like days pass fast, and you need to carve yeah, out do. time to do this thing, yeah, because um, you blink and it's been months and you haven't you've only worked twice, you know, I mean, and that the that's a big chunk of your time in your life. So, but, yeah, for me, it's like low pressure, you know, go mm-hmm. work on stuff because you feel like it. I like getting up on a Sunday morning and making coffee and putting music on and painting for a couple hours in the morning. I just, I like doing that. So so that's kind of what keeps me doing both, uh, you know, is that I feel like I am not, even though I'm really busy with the art thing and I do find myself hyperextended a lot. um, I don't have to convince myself like a homework assignment to paint every time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that keeps it fresh. Right. And that is so important. And I'm glad that that was your answer. Uh, That's something that I, (laughs) that I've sort of learned in the past couple of years that like, you definitely don't want to turn it into a task, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so to keep it not a task, I guess, is, you know, we're, we're all, we're wired to have like a, you know, reward centers and like if you can train yourself to sit down and do focused work, right? Mm-hmm. Like even if it's just an hour, even if it's, you know, 30 minutes and then you reward yourself with a little break and maybe a little food or you know some mindless Instagram scrolling, uh then it keeps you like hungry for more, right? Mm-hmm. Uh do you think do you think the job kind of did that? Do you think maybe Maybe not consciously, but, like, in a way, it was it was sort of this polar opposite thing. Maybe not totally polar opposite, but opposite thing that, like, you went and did. And then it kept you, like, ready to go when you got home.
1: Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, I, like... I, I think that having having something structured is good because I feel generally accomplished or satisfied at the at six o'clock every day you know I kind of feel like I did something so I don't maybe feel as much pressure to successfully complete a painting or do whatever you know I, I kind of already get that fulfillment feeling so maybe that gives me the space to yeah. be creative with less pressure I, I don't I'm not sure but um yeah, you know, I I just it's uh, it's it is honestly as simple as, you know, it can just be a a fidget for me. Like if I'm going to sit down and yeah. watch TV or something, if I'm going to put a movie on, I'm going to be, well, like looking at my phone probably, right? <laughs> like if you put on something crappy, you're just going to be scrolling through your phone. Right. So, why not watch the thing on my laptop? And while while I fidget with something, I'm going to paint something on my desk, you know, I'm just going to sit here. So I've just made it easy for myself to kind of check off multiple boxes at a time like that. You know, it's like I can I can curl up in a comfy chair and watch my show and paint something, you know. So it's like, okay, well, I, I can do all of those things and I already finished my whole work day. So I feel like I am able to, you know, to do this without without that crushing pressure of like you must, and then, and then the, this is due and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it's probably like a, like psychological. if like you just have to trick yourself a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But our minds are like little puppies and you got to like train them and, and yeah, like you said, even, even trick them. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so what, what so far has been like your biggest struggle with art or do you struggle?
1: Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I think, uh, I think that one of the things that is true forever is that your, what you, whatever you produce. And I, again, think this is true for stuff other than just visual art, but whatever you produce, the things that you made like two years ago, you might, hate like I I I Mm. hate like most of the work I produced like yeah like a year and a half ago and and before that like well there's a handful of pieces that I think hold up but a lot of them I look back and I'm just like oh you know so I think (laughs) I think it's good because it means that your new work must be better if your old work disappoints you right um but I think it's it's hard to like I think it's hard to judge your own work and to kind of decide your feelings about your own content and production and feeling like you are happy with what you're creating or the volume that you're creating or whatever, you know, I, I think it's, it's uh, a struggle is, is just sort of that general Um, Mm self-criticism, you know, but I, I just try to, ignore it. I think that what a lot of people get hung up on is the social media aspect of it. And Mm -hmm. I have taught myself to, to stop giving a shit about that. Um, because I think that's another one that really, uh, really messes people up.
2: Definitely. (laughs) You know,
1: I think that Instagram is really problematic for example, just because it makes people think that if they didn't get likes on a piece, that it's a bad piece and that's not at all. Correct. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, the, that forever, like, need to be better and make something that's next, you know, like, what's what's the next thing, you know, because I, you know, I paint a fair number of the same subjects, but, like, you know, how many times can I paint a bird, damn it, like, you know, before, am I going to get sick of it, or is everyone else going to, do I care if everyone else is sick of it, you know, so there's this kind of weird, like, need to continuously have ideas and like looking back in time and wondering if your previous ideas were any good or if your work was any good you know i mean it, it's hard to like figure out where you stand in the in the great line of your of your <laughs> movement through your art career so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so i think that's hard you know uh, yeah, yeah. and also for me it's just it's also like a balance thing because i'm I am also like you know I produce product stuff so I make Mm. like sketchbooks and patches and enamel pins that I release. I do commissions for people. I try to do my own work. I do art shows, group shows, stuff. So, um, you know, trying to figure out like how what what am I what am I doing like what (laughs) what are my goalposts right now like you know like is this is. are you know where where are my ideas where's my skill set where's my body of work headed what am I doing what am I aiming for is am I just am I doing it is this you know the work I did before was not super good is is this is this what I you know so there is kind of that forever like like what what am I yeah yeah what am I doing yeah you know yeah there's a is this
0: there's a lot something yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I mean first what I would say to that is like uh I guess the goalposts always move, right? And yeah. that's what that's what I think keeps it interesting for me is like I'm kind of constantly trying to be better and more accurate and do something different. And, you know, I, I vary in my success with that. But um, that's, that's the beautiful thing about art, I think, is that, you know, some people will get into a groove and just, hang out there for the rest of their lives and that's cool too um Mm -hmm. if you know if you're if the artist themselves is okay with that uh within themselves right like and yeah and also about social media i mean geez like talk about that all day that was actually one of the uh one of my prompts for a little later but let's just get right into it um Yeah. You can't compare yourself to others. You can only compare, uh, you can, I mean, and people do, but you can really only compare yourself to who you were, like, like you said, like a year ago. And if you're seeing improvement and you're seeing numbers go up and people respond more passionately or engage more regularly, you've got to count that as a win. But I find it like maybe just a little ironic that, um, you know, it is problematic, but I mean, from my point of view and probably from a lot of people's point of view who listen to this, you're absolutely killing it on social media. You have what? A quarter million followers? Hang on. Um, but yeah. So one of my questions was, what advice would you give to someone on just how to cultivate a fan base that like that
1: yeah well so you have to be genuine and here's sure sure at a at a glance today yes i have i have a lot of instagram followers and that's wonderful okay but but i have been painting every day for like i don't know <laughs> 15 years now and yeah. sharing And it's not until the past couple of years that people have been like following and engaging with me. So I would like to say that I had not very many followers and I was still producing a metric fuck ton of artwork Mm and sharing it to nobody. Okay. I I was sharing it to zero, like zero people. Uh, If you, if you scroll back in time on my, on my page, (laughs) you'll see the numbers of engaged people go down pretty fast because I truly did not have that many followers, but, uh, the way that I got there was to not freak out about that. You know, like, I, like, who am I working for? Who, who, who are these people anyway? Like, that's a good point.
0: Yeah. Like, Like, you know, you're you're not working for Instagram. Right. And, and, but like, I think a lot of people fall into that trap where they end up working for Instagram more or less. Um, yeah.
1: Well, and the thing that is that is uh, that doesn't work about that is that Instagram is not an unbiased show your work to a bunch of people and then they decide if your work is good. Instagram is based off of off of timing and the things that you interact. It's like this algorithm thing does not fairly show everybody your work. And, you know, so it's not like if you post something and it doesn't get a lot of likes, That doesn't mean that the work isn't good. That just means that the Instagram stupid fucking algorithm that everyone's obsessed with didn't catch it. Didn't see it. Didn't show it to the right person. It didn't catch you. You posted it at the wrong time of day. You posted it when everybody was eating dinner. You posted it, whatever, like, like you posted on a holiday weekend. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like, but it's, it's a terrible reflection of how successful somebody's art is. And a lot of, artist people that are really successful don't have a lot of internet thumbs ups all the time and it's not actually the same thing
2: (laughs) right 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 but
1: my my advice for growing a following is to be genuine and be productive and to honestly give fewer shits because i used to post even if you go back in time and read my captions i'm like Hey guys, I'm just really excited to share with you. I started this video. and here's, a, you know, Oh, Hey, Hey everybody. What, you know, what do you, what do you want to see? What do you, yeah, and, mm. and it's this weird, like, like you're standing on this podium making an announcement to like nobody. And like you, you end up frustrated when you do this because you're advertising yourself at at people that aren't shopping like you know, like who like who what is it that you want and and why are you looking for it in this weird algorithm machine that may or may not connect you with people that absolutely would love your work you know it's right. just not it's just not a good system for it so really? i think that you know people confuse this concept where like you know if you are internet popular then you have then art is good and if if no follower art bad mm-hmm. and that is deeply inaccurate. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, my if, if you if you truly want more people to follow you, what you need to provide them is a window into your creativity. So my Instagram is a place where I just drop the stuff that I'm working on and people can like it or people can not like it, but I'm not hunting people down I'm not begging people to follow me I'm not like trying to satisfy strangers by producing stuff that they want I, I don't know what they want the internet's right. yeah, fickle yeah, yeah. anyway what's the point
0: yeah. so yeah so that, it, I
1: just walked back dope you know
0: that's great advice that's great advice I mean it goes hand in hand with saying like what you were saying earlier about just making it enjoyable and making it something you love you know Mm -hmm. and um, uh
1: people will follow along if if you seem to care about the work that you make not that you care that they care right not not me desperate for you to care but me caring about my own stuff and doing that and just existing as that people generally are interested in that you know but um but yeah i uh,
0: it's the worst like the the behavior that it it tends to cultivate sometimes like it's uh you know those cringy things where someone will comment on your post and be like yo share it on this art page and like w- by the way what are all these art pages that are just sharing like pretty random work doing with like a million followers like yeah they're do you know all what i'm paid. talking about is it yeah are they're just they followers they're fake yeah, 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 they're yeah, fake. yeah. yeah. okay.
1: Also, those people collect money. Um, If, you know, those, how, yeah, there's this whole bot thing happening on Instagram where I get a thousand comments that are like, share it on Art World Live, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's for pricing. If you if you do that, they'll be like, yeah, well, we'll share your work. We have 2 million followers. You just have to send us $15. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like, oh my God, you're going to show my work to 2 million people for $15. Yeah, what yeah, a yeah. deal. It's not. It's, yeah, not, a it's deal. not actually
0: people, <laughs> by the way.
1: And even if it were, man, I don't, I mean, how often do you see something advertised at you that you like, and want and and were looking for that you were prepared for that you you know decided to then follow somebody who's right. like hey guys let me know what you think you know it, like you you're not following accounts like that like don't no, no, need no. that account yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah i actually shamefully about six years ago fell for one of those things and like paid him 10 bucks to share something of mine and like I probably got a lot of fake, you know, account followers that way. But yeah, yeah, it's, it creates this whole illusion of, like you were saying, like, if you have a lot of followers, you must be successful and your art must be good and people must really love it. And, you know, you must be selling stuff out the wazoo and it's like, it's not necessarily true. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It just, again, it creates all this like cringy behavior and, and people it, like DM you and be like, hey, f- hey, follow me. Like I'm like, I don't All know you. And it's fine to like be on the hustle, but like, are you an artist or are you a hustler slash marketeer? You know?
1: That's well, and there's a really big gap between networking and begging for attention.
0: Sure. Right? Sure, like, sure, sure. Like
1: Trying to get to know artists who you admire, for example, because you're curious about their path or their or their practice or, you know, maybe advice from them. You know that I get emails like typed actual literal emails from people that are like, hey, I am blah, 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 this painter, here are some struggles I'm having. Do you have any advice on whatever? And I'm happy to engage with those people.
0: Sure, 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 sure.
1: Follow me. Go like all of my posts. Hey, I liked your post. Will you like my post? People that comment publicly, they're like, hey, everyone. Like Talking to people looking at my art, advertising Mm -hmm. themselves on my work is irritating. But it's like, hey, everyone, I am a 16-year-old artist and I love acrylic. Come follow my journey. And it's like, man, just... Because, like, for <laughs> wh- for what? Like, right, what yeah, yeah. what is it? What is it that you want? Because most of these people aren't selling something. This isn't about money. This is about feel good points. Yeah, and, it's status,
0: right? It's this,
1: and it's 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 fake. It's not real. Yeah, it's yeah. Not real. It's
0: not actually. So... It's not even actual status. It's like generated, probably in part by Instagram and in part by other people who are making money off of selling accounts.
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm, I am always happy to share what I know or what I've figured out. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm just a person, I'm not an expert in a lot of the stuff, but mm-hmm. I have made a lot of mistakes and I've had some successes. I've had some things not work. And if people want to actually engage with me and talk about, you know, pursuing this or you know whatever like I'm, I'm happy to answer actual questions but I'm not happy to just you know shower you with attention or hey right, will right. you share my work in your feed please and they have two paintings on their profile I'm like right. well you're not Like you're asking for attention, but you're not earning it. You know, like if you want people to care about your work, then you need to go make it. I I don't know what you want me to do for you. (laughs) You're not making anything. So, yeah, the social media thing is um, is forever an issue. And I understand the irony uh, in saying that while having a lot of followers. But honestly,
0: I I also wasn't trying to put you on the spot. Um,
1: No, no. Irony was like the first word that I could uh, think of. (laughs) it's it's fair no i totally get it but honestly i i was producing and sharing as much work when i had 200 followers i
0: should also mention real quick that you have over two thousand posts on your instagram i just checked yeah and um so yes you're giving credence to or that number gives credence to what you're saying (laughs) like yeah you gotta make stuff yeah yeah it's crazy to me that people who are like They have like 25 posts and they're like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not making it. It's like, you've only posted 25 times. Even if you're posting repeats every now and then, it's like, you know, get on there and make people remember that you exist at least if nothing else.
1: Some of the most successful artists that I know in real life don't use social media. Hell yeah. And they they show love it, I in bet. museums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. What a relief. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah. They 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 sell out shows and they travel and they they you know have have millionaire collectors and they whatever and they're they're printed in books and their work is referenced and you know I mean these are like people that are inarguably successful that don't have a lot of strangers giving them a thumbs up or a that's cool or whatever you know and I know that those things feel good but they are just not um, they, they can't be your driver, you know, like you, you, you can't be doing this for that because you are going to, you're going to fold, Mm
2: -hmm. you know,
1: if the only reason you're doing this is so that you can show it to strangers to get their approval, you're going to be sorely disappointed. It's just, it's not how people work. It's not how the Instagram algorithm works. It's just not how any of this works. So you got to do it for yourself. And when you do it for yourself, people will be interested in that, which is the second irony of
0: that. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I mean, it feels good. Like, you know, cocaine feels good for like 20 minutes and then you need, you need (laughs) more and then you just feel like a shell of yourself the next day. Um, Right.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I mean, I usually reference psychedelic drugs before, coke on this show but hey we're in new territory
1: (laughs) well either way yeah you don't have to make a comment Uh, on that
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so okay i want to switch gears um completely and talk about your style um and i've i did some research um on on you i saw you on a couple other podcasts while doing this research um can you see the screen do that okay um yes uh okay sorry i've i have questions written down okay yeah i want to talk about the illuminati first this series here of Mm -hmm. uh eyeballs how do i become a member of the illuminati
1: do you know that people actually ask me that on the internet?
0: Yeah, I mean, I wore <laughs> <Because> my I... <laughs> I wore my like most Illuminati hat today. Uh,
1: oh, thank you!
0: Shout out, free world.
1: Um, <laughs> here's how you you Venmo me nine hundred dollars.
0: Got it. Next step, and then
1: you just and then you wait, and then when you turn seventy five, I will send you an invitation. But
0: and a, you, and, a yeah. Yeah, and a ring. It's all
1: about patience. Yeah, and a ring. And instructions for
0: a handshake.
1: Yep. <sighs> Gotta have faith. But start by Venmoing me 900 dollars Uh the uh the series started <laughs> because uh one of the art supply producers that I work with called trikel Art Supplies makes these little triangle panels and they're wood panels, they're awesome. I actually have I promise this is worth it. I actually have one.
0: Oh nice. Wait a second. Yeah, so Let me yeah. um
1: for people on audio i'm holding one um I, yeah. yeah so anyway it's just uh, it's a flat wood yeah. panel uh in a triangle shape and uh i get them from the producer i work with and i they give me a lot of them which is great um but uh, i like painting on unique shapes in general because i feel like it activates the canvas uh like a painting on a square you see the painting but a right. painting on a shape you see the, the literal physical painting. You see the object.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: So I kind of liked that. I painted an eyeball on one, but it was kind of a flirty-looking eyeball. It's kind of a winky, sly, sexy eyeball. So uh, so I titled it, like, Illuminati. It's <laughs> a little naughty Illuminati, you know, to the yeah. eyeball. Uh, I like and it. And then it ended up just being a really kind of fun study and exercise because I get to be interesting with shapes and with color. And, um, because it has a loosely set format, uh, having some parameters when you do a series is nice because it forces you to be creative, but doesn't force you to reinvent the wheel in order to be creative. So, yes. you know, whenever I produce a new one of these, I kind of know what my parameters are are and then i can be exploratory with other stuff so i get to explore color because i don't have to really think about the content you know or i can explore the you know i can explore the shapes because i kind of know you know what my compositional challenge is going to be i've 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 faced that challenge a couple times so now i can focus on another area um so, yeah, I mean, I just, I produce them now just for, just for fun. They are really fun for me because yeah. I can try out a lot of different stuff and, and I, you know, I feel like I can make a lot of these. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: They're dope. Yeah. I, yeah. By the way, I, I love your style. <clears throat> I love s- something that I've been into for maybe the last year and a half or two is simplifying my shit. Like. My stuff used to be. By the way, I also hate my stuff from beyond four years ago. <laughs> Everything past yeah. four years ago is just no, not into it. Yep. Um, but something that I've I've really tried to latch onto is uh, simplify simplifying things, and watching your videos and seeing your artwork, you're definitely just like it seems like you're getting close to mastering simplification. Um, especially with acrylic paint, because you, I mean, you literally just have to lay it on there. Right. And you're, you're using mostly flat brushes. Is that Mm -hmm. what's up or all, is it all Mm -hmm. flat brush? Oh, it's
1: all flat brushes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stroke economy. So even the, the piece that you have up right now has a lot of little squares and rectangles on it. My newer pieces I've been doing have fewer. So like how can you simplify into like really organized shapes, uh, without, you know, without losing the, the image, you know, or kind of maintaining the integrity of an image while reducing it to sort of the shapes that make it up. And it, yeah, that's been, that's kind of been my goal for a long time. And over time it's gotten, they've gotten a lot tighter. So fewer Mm -hmm. shapes, more decisive shapes, um, you know generally I think stronger more decisive colors so you know some of them even like these from a couple years ago are really noisy right lots and lots of shapes but when you go to the newest ones they are um, you know fewer more dynamic which I think is is more uh, more powerful so yeah yeah that's been my challenge is like how do you How do you use fewer marks to tell, you know, kind of the same story of your image, right? So how do you make an image, but really make every single thing that the paintbrush does important? So not to scatter little marks all over the piece, but how, you know, if I'm going to use this pink color around the edges. Right. I, I want it to be noticeable, but I don't want it, but not too much, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just about feeling it out, like little bits at a time, little kind of growing and building your piece up just piece by piece. Um. And I think that that's one of the things I've gotten better at over time mm-hmm. is the simplification thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that, I mean, your color palettes are really, really on point too. Um. Are you mixing... Most of these, I see, I think the most saturated mm-hmm. color in this, it looks to me like either a cad red or a pyrro red. Is that correct? Or do you even remember? Yeah,
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah. So certain, the thing with, with acrylic and like gouache oil, doesn't have this problem as much, but like most liquid mediums, uh, when you mix colors, they tend to dull a lot. Mm-hmm. So I will choose a couple of dynamic colors uh, that I will use out of the tube and then the rest I mix. So like for this really red heavy one, that red is the pure red color. And then that orange that gets a little bit more neutral is mixed, you know? Mm -hmm. So you can usually tell like if there is a like searing green or something, it's probably pretty close to being like an out of tube color, but uh, the neutrals and the nuanced colors and sort of the in between colors on my pieces are all mixed. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a complicated way to say that, you know, that it's, it's a balance and that you um, you use the fact that acrylic neutralizes a little when you mix it to sort of bridge the gap between bright dynamic colors you know like you let you let that that super brightness kind of dip a little bit in the interest of popping out the next color so um yeah so it 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 depends it depends on the piece i do some limited palette stuff too where i'll do an entire painting using only like two colors three colors or something so um yeah it it you know this is one of the things that i like to play with you know Mm -hmm. that i like to try a different different Avenues try to do stuff differently every time.
0: Yeah, it's it's sometimes it's really nice to limit yourself to you know however many colors like I don't know three four five and it to me it, it takes a lot of the pressure off and you can get like you were saying like so many different mid tones and so many different values if you just start mixing them together. Um, yeah. What kind of what kind of paint? What kind of medium are you using? Um, uh, are you? Yeah. Yeah, what are your materials like? Uh, just some technical, like more like nerdy stuff.
1: Sure. Uh, so I answer this question kind of loosely when people ask it on the internet because I get asked this question a lot.
0: Oh yeah. I bet. Um,
1: uh, well, the reason why I don't always answer in written form is because the answer is too long. Uh, mm. I I use a lot of different brands of paint, but the flatness that mm. I get. Is not because of the brand of paint. Right. That's it's based off of how you how you mix and prepare your paint. So I use three different brands of acrylic. Primarily, I use Liquitex Soft Body, Holbein Matte, and Alpha Colors Alpha Acrylic. Okay. And between them, I pick out different ones based off of like very nuanced preferences. Different brands have different strengths. So like Holbein has especially good uh, reds, oranges, and yellows. Uh, Liquitex has most of my workhorse colors. So white, um, you know, uh, any kind of like green or blue neutral is really good. Liquitex just has really solid coverage for their soft body paint. Um, and then Alpha Color is kind of different. It has the blackest black paint I've ever used. So wow. I use Alpha Color Black. But then they also have a lot of kind of specialty designer colors. So they have like some really cool, like uh, like peacock greens and like really like like poster board orange kind of acrylic colors. So yeah, so it kind of depends. But you know, it like if I'm gonna do something with like blue, I will decide which kind of blue I want and I will either choose a Holbein which is softer, a Liquitex which is brighter or an Alpha color which is quirkier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice, nice.
1: So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I like it. Um, so very very organized. Short answer. <laughs> no. That would suck to have to type that out like 3 or 4 times a day. <laughs> I get well, it.
1: Well, I mean, everybody has their preferences, you know, and I think after you just use materials a lot, you decide what works for you. But right, right. Um, those are the brands that I seem to rotate the most. Those sure, just sure. kind of are where I've landed. But, you know, I mean, I have executed paintings in my same style, my same whatever, with a lot of different kinds of paint that just aren't my standard on my desk. So, you know, it's, you can almost any professional grade acrylic paint you can do this with.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you were talking, you mentioned that it's, it's more about the mixing process itself. So Mm -hmm. you don't want to have, you know, if you're mixing three colors, you need to mix that shit really thoroughly. Right. Yeah. And just make sure that there's not going to be, you know, a a random streak of, of, you know, one of the three colors that you mixed in the final color. That's
1: part of it for sure. Um, The other part is that even if you do use a color right out of the tube, so Mm. if you want to use red or blue, exactly dump it out of the paint tube and go, you still have to mix it. You still have to squish oh, yeah, it with your on, paintbrush
0: on your palette or your paintbrush. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. On your on your palette. So you still have to stir. You have to stir acrylic paint, even if you're going to use it exactly as it is. And mm. that is the trick to getting it flat. Like even coverage is mm-hmm. stir it.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a great tip. I That's did all not my know secrets. that. I mean, I uh, yep. I definitely like you know, brush it out on the palette first for sure. Um, but. Yeah, that's cool.
1: So, yeah, what I always say is that it's like um it's like like Greek yogurt. Like you know when you open a container of yogurt how mm-hmm. even though there's really nothing for you to mix, if you just use it straight up, it like it's kind of that weird chunky whatever, but if you mix it then it turns into like this beautiful creamy soft ice cream. Yeah, yeah. That's that's acrylic paint. So, even though you're not mixing a color, you do have to fix its consistency you have to you have to correct the viscosity and you do that by mixing it on your palette so that's my like number one acrylic trick uh is you have to you have to correct the consistency of your acrylic paint before you apply it to your to your painting
0: right right especially if you want it to be flat um yeah yeah if you're going for some sort of transparent or whatever you know
1: yeah or impasto or something, you know, you want it to be chunky, then then that's great too. But if you want to paint the super hyper flat way that I do, then yeah, mixing it is everything.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I see here, you know, that you have quite a bit of animals in your, in your paintings. Do you have any pets?
1: I have a rabbit.
0: Oh, a rabbit. Nice.
1: Yeah. She's on the floor next to me, sleeping currently. <laughs> uh, yeah, my little rabbit, her name is Junie. She's from a rescue, and she lives in my studio and watches me paint.
0: Nice. <laughs> is that... So do you... I hate this question, but I'm going to try and phrase it in a way <laughs> that doesn't suck. Uh, I I would say, what what are your inspirations? But, like, do you... What What's, like, a real-life event, person, thing, uh, animal, what, what do you draw from in your real life? Like not draw as in like sketch, but draw as in like, you know, what, what references are you using, uh, as you go about your days?
1: Um, I follow, uh, online, I follow a lot of wildlife photographers. So I like to look at, um, kind of unique, you know, plants and animals and things like that, just in the world. Um, I also, you know, nerdy answer am always interested in just color palettes and color balances. Mm -hmm. And so I like, um, I like things like dynamic photography that use interesting colors because even though I'm not like repainting somebody's photograph, which is a whole other conversation to get into. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I do like to see, sort of what, what people are able to execute in terms of like, um, you know, like color, color nuance and things. So like, you know, shining a colored light on a, on a thing or removing color from something and then putting it back in, you know, I think, I think uh, that sort of the, the power of balancing color in an image is, is something that's interesting to me. Um, I share some of it also in my Instagram story I share photos that I think have interesting color nuance so like the other day or maybe this morning I don't know anymore I I shared a photo (laughs) a photograph of a uh, of a white snake and the nuance of the color it really only goes to like 50% kind of a warm gray color at its darkest but the way that like shadows fall across it the way that all the neutrals are presented the way that even though you know it's white it doesn't you know the actual colors it's made of don't always feel fully white you know I mean these are the things that I like to look like look 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 at um and those are things that kind of inspire like my paintings and, and the work that I do so yeah. like you know, yeah, i I also I like animals and things just because it gives me something unique to paint. and um you know, I just I find animal motifs to be kind of fun and interesting, and also uh, an opportunity for me to apply some of these funky palettes. Um, so you know, like if like what you have up here, it's a it's a bee, but I have painted it almost entirely with blue and green tones mm-hmm. on a pink background, which I you know, I don't have any idea what I was looking at for this color reference anymore, but probably, mm-hmm. you know, like a photo of a tree next to a car or something, you know, like something completely irrelevant. Sure, sure. Uh, but you know, if I'll, I'll like the way that a color reflects in, in a certain way, you know, like, Oh, I like the way that this background color seems to reflect only on the bottom edge of the tree. So maybe when I paint this insect i will apply that color information reflect this color on the bottom when i do it over here you know and try to kind of um, mash things together that yeah, way yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah that's that's just kind of a fun forever project for me
0: <laughs> that's dope yeah that i love that mashup style where you're you're taking your subject matter or your form just as it is but then you're bringing in this whole new color palette um from i mean i guess it can be anything random that you see are you are you walking around in the world i guess uh looking for things like this
1: yeah sometimes yeah um I, i snap photos of things on my on my phone you know just out in the world um you know if i see things on the internet that i think are cool then i'll save photos you know i i saved a photo of a basket of potatoes that I saw on Reddit or something, but it was like (laughs) somebody had collected a bunch of like purple and yellow potatoes and put them in this thing. And it was just such a cool, you know, it had like little, little sprouts of green, just, just very delicately placed but the whole sense of the image was you know was this really kind of interesting warm tone and even though it kind of you know things were falling into shadow it was still kind of a warm shadow and it was just you know so like this is what my phone is filled with it's just like photos and screenshots of just random bullshit that I, that I see and I'm like wow look look at look at this yellow next to that orange like that yeah doesn't look the way I would have expected that's awesome and then I save it and then I try to revisit it later.
0: Well, that's awesome. Thanks for giving us a little inside look there. Um, <laughs> that's super cool.
1: Was was that the answer you wanted?
0: I yeah. I mean, like, I think that that's very helpful for people to think about just their vision in general in that way. Like, you know, how musicians sometimes you'll hear musicians say things like, sometimes I can't really enjoy music because I'm just picking it apart all the time. And um, I think that's kind of a, weird way to look at it. I think that is kind of the enjoyable thing about creation is, you know, but you can do the same thing with what you see and you're like, Oh, that value is brighter than the one next to it. But like you were saying with the white snake, it doesn't actually get to like the darkest value, like by a long shot. Although it looks like in the context of this little picture that like that shadow is like an absolute shadow. But it, it's all about you know context, I guess. Um,
1: yeah, and it's about like celebrating and identifying these things less than it's about like trying to pick everything apart or you know right, psychoanalyze right. everything. So for me, it's sure. just you know it's just kind of fun. Also, it's it's a way for me just to do things like studies that are kind of centered around learning right like exploring and and trying to trying to figure something out so you know it's less about like oh I already I already have my style and my whatever and I I just you know it's all figured out I just have to do it now you know it's it it, like you you never get to that point so it's always about like you're doing this because you are trying to improve forever right you're just like I do this because I'm trying to be a better (laughs) painter permanently that's just i yeah, I'm, that's just my goal. You know, this is the moving goalpost, like you were saying, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I, just, you know, I do this because it's an opportunity for me to try to understand color better, see better, you know, make something more dynamic or more interesting or more thoughtful or whatever. So, right. um, yeah, you know, it doesn't come from a place of like, like, well, you know, do this to pass the time or, you know, well, I already know what I'm doing. I guess I'll just do one more. You know, it's it's sure, really sure. about like, like trying to, um, trying to make something that is better or more interesting or different or, you know, or, or exploring and testing and trying and, and, and things failing and whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's always interesting to me for that reason. I think just because I like learning,
0: right. yeah. studying. Yeah. I think it's a great metaphor for life in general. If you want to look at art that way, you know, and Mm -hmm. you're just kind of always in this state of, of becoming, and it's really in a way it's teaching you just how to be comfortable in that state. And like, you have to re humble yourself over and over again, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's healthy for human beings to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's also just to be aware that people are doing that I think that when you see, when you see people like, you know, like when I see artists that I admire, I always have to remind myself that they are not, they're not done either. You know, like they, they didn't reach, reach their success or their pinnacle and be like, okay, I'm, I did it. I'm good. Let's let's party. You know,
2: like,
1: I think it's good to know that, you know, that even the people that you see as really far along and the people that I admire, I know that those people are still pushing the envelope you know they're they're trying to get better at the thing they do even when i look at someone's work and i go you know holy shit i can't believe that they're so good at this you know or like these are all so perfect how the fuck you know it's Mm -hmm. it's like well they're they have been focused on learning and they still are
0: absolutely it's inspiring in and of itself you know like if you can take that mindset and not be either jealous or like Woe is me. I'll never get to this level. You can look up to the artists that you love and be inspired by that, right mm-hmm. and
1: and you can get to any level, whatever a level is, you can get to it. you just you just have to you have to work for it. you have to do yeah. it like you can't just decide, okay, I like so and so's art style. I'm just I'm gonna do it now, yeah, yeah, and yeah. now, and now i and now I have it now I'm done. Yeah. you know, it's like it's just the The only way to get to this place is to just like actually put in the work and yes. like, you know, not make one thing, but make a hundred things, make a thousand things, make ten thousand things. Yeah, yeah. You know. so um, yeah, that's Im- I think important to just keep in your brain as a creative person, you know, or somebody who wants to try to do the art thing or you know, or somebody that's curious about other people's processes. I mean, truly, it's mileage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have you read uh, The War of Art or heard that? No. I, it's a great um, audio book. I don't agree 100% with everything he says in it, but this guy's name is Stephen Pressfield. And obviously it's like a play on words from, it's. there's this ancient uh, Chinese book called The Art of War. I can't remember exactly who wrote it, but um, so this is The War of Art. And he talks about resistance being this kind of like, I don't know meta force that we encounter every day when trying to either get better or or reach a goal or do anything really. And uh, so, how do you deal with uh, resistance in your life? Do you feel it every day, or or have you just gotten to a place where it's a little easier?
1: Um, I mean, I think that. Like one of the main resistances that you experience is, uh, is, is rejection from things. So like applying for things that you don't get, you know, uh, I mean, that happens a lot. I, I reach out to things or people or places or whatever that I don't hear back from, or, you know, you submit to a call for art, you're not chosen. So, you know, I think that there's just a natural amount of rejection that happens and, and just, you know, and that I think can feel maybe like the world's resistance a little bit to the thing that you want. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I read some quote a while ago that was like, you should aim for like a hundred rejections a year or something, you know, and basically flip the script on it. So, you know, I, I've reinterpreted things like resistance and rejection, and I find them generally to be, to be positive. So like, you know, if you, if you are trying to go for things that you expect to be rejected from, it means that you're trying to push into things that are, that, that are beyond you. You're trying to push to the next echelon right like mm. you're trying to to go further you're not you're not treading water you're trying to move forward and even if what you're getting out of that is no then it's like all right got another no yeah got one for the book okay keep going you I, know all right like it's I've, a, I've, I, I try to paint things and they come out shitty and i'm like well all right yeah yeah got another. <laughs>
0: back to the drawing board uh yeah if you heard this story about stephen king how he would nail his rejection letters to like his wall in his, his bedroom or his office or whatever. And he, he says that he stacked up like, I don't know, probably close to a hundred or something like that. And, uh, you know, all it really takes is one success if you think about it. It's awesome. And then you can have a break or just start the momentum to get you to a point, you know, where you'll be a little more comfortable in your life.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it just, it takes the edge off, you know, and it also teaches you not to zero in so hard on stuff. Um, you know, I I went through a phase where I was applying for a lot of calls for art and stuff. I think I just had a lull in other projects. And I was like, Oh, yeah, you know, there's a ton of these on the internet. I, I uh, was accepted to one that I was surprised by and I was stoked. Like, even though I got, you know, 20 no's, I got like, a yes I didn't expect and I probably wouldn't have applied if I wasn't on a big streak of this and you know yeah, caution yeah. of the wind and it ended up being a cool project and that was that you know so um yeah I think just there's there's that resistance but I think that the bigger part is just that natural like you know I don't know like feelings about your own work like is you know like th- there's resistance to being creative when you don't feel like you like the work that you're producing you know or like if you feel like you don't have your direction figured out or whatever you know you your confidence can lull and i think that that becomes like your you know you you become your own problem (laughs) i think is pretty common for artists
0: people don't know Um, how to get out of their own way a lot of times. Yeah,
1: it, it's super hard. And the thing that I have always gone back to is just, is just back to learning. Uh, I went through a lull a couple of years ago where I just, you know, I was having a hard time bringing myself to paint. So I decided, um, Hey, you know what else I'm not very good at is, uh, is figure drawing, not super good at that. Mm-hmm. So I got a sketchbook and every night for 45 minutes, I turned on one of those, you know, one of those websites that'll flip images of yeah, yeah, yeah. like posed figures for you yeah, yeah. uh and i just set like a five minute timer and i did just figure drawing stuff and some were crappy and a few were all right and i kind of felt like you know after a couple weeks of that i felt like i'm i improved a little there and i felt like i was productive but it took my mind off the painting thing and you know i don't know it's like i just returned to learning it's like okay well if i don't know my style and i don't know my whatever it's like well okay then i'm I'll draw still life. Why not? Yeah. You know, yeah fuck yeah. it. Let's try Practicing,
0: it. Practicing, just keeping your hand moving.
1: You yeah. Know. You know, and just re-like just, you know, re-reassessing your foundational skill set is something you can do for eternity and you can just like walk backwards. It's like, I feel like I'm all the way out here. I don't have any good creative ideas. Okay, fuck it. I'm gonna try to render a wine bottle with charcoal. I don't do that. I'm not right, gonna right. show anybody. Yeah, you know, this has no place on my socials. You know, I don't yeah, care yeah, to yeah. show anyone that I'm up to this, but, but it's good, you know, cause then that is not wasted time. It's, you know, it's mechanical and you learn and you keep at it and you might come up with something good and you might come up with something shitty. It's also good to take breaks obviously, but, um, sure, sure. Yeah. You know, you got to get out of your own way a little bit and stripping away. I think some of the complexities of art and your path and mm-hmm. oh, your style and your whatever. Yeah. Stop um, thinking so much. Yeah yeah it's really hard artists think a lot
0: yeah because we're <laughs> you know? sitting still just like doing these like small shoulder or wrist movements you know and I think it I yeah. something I do I mean just to I guess interject a little or editorialize mm-hmm. is that, I mean I think like for me personally like exercise and moving my body is like super super important and yeah you know if you're painting a mural like you kind of get that like just with the work but otherwise it's you can be, you can turn into like Mr. Bad Posture over, you know, however many years you're you're making art if you're not careful. And I think yeah, that's true. for me, it like helps my brain, helps just the whole flow process, you know?
1: Yeah. Everybody's got their, their little breakaway thing, you know? I mean, yeah, that's, you know, go, I don't know, go read a book. Yeah. Cover to cover. Don't draw until you finish it. I don't know. See what happens. Like, you know, <laughs> just you, you do have to like self-soothe a little bit though. Cause I do think that people, um, you know, people stand in their own way and in a, in a pretty big way when it comes to maybe just feeling discouraged, you know, I think that tends to be a big hang up for people. So, yeah. um, yeah, my, where I go is I go back to, I go back to learning, you know, right, I right, find right. that to be a peaceful place for me. Some people might find, you know, kinetic movement to be the solution. Some yeah, people yeah. might find, you know, I don't know, taking a pottery class or, or going to yoga or or cooking something or, you know, making mm-hmm. fucking sourdough like everybody's been doing for all of 2020, <laughs> 2021.
0: Dude, uh, whatever, we are, we're you know. guilty but, of that here at my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also got a puppy, too, uh, about a month into quarantine. so we, That's uh, two of the big ones. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: what else? Have you done a lot of puzzles? No. Oh, okay. That I seems used to be a big one. <laughs> I used to
0: rock puzzles uh, a lot when I was a kid. I guess, but no, I I did get into chess because um, I used to be into chess too, and it's just really fun. And then you then, then you I, watched
1: Queens Queens Gambit and.
0: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I used to like this game, and then. And I actually just deleted the app off my phone the other day because it turned into kind of, not kind of, it turned into a pretty big distraction because you can play these little five minute games and you're just like, I don't know, it satisfies some sort of like, you know, human need for competition in me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I need to win three and then I'll stop, you know, or whatever it is. (laughs) And that's so, you know, like just to be really vulnerable and tell people how my dumb monkey brain works, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: If you it's ever true. catch yourself thinking like that and you've got something like a painting behind you that you need to finish, like that's what resistance is. And you should just put down that shit right then and uh, yeah. get to work or do something a little bit more productive. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, End it's rant. hard. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I am hesitant to say this, so that because I'm afraid people are going to get mad at me. I, I think that some people overdo it on the on the, uh, you know, sparing themselves from responsibilities. Things sometimes, I think people give themselves a little too much slack. Like if I don't feel like it, then I shouldn't have to. It, totally. You know, if I if I don't want to work, then it's unreasonable for me to need to, you know? Well, yeah. and, and I, and you, I, I think that that's abused sometimes for people. I, I think that like people think it, like, there's this whole culture now where if you have, if you have, you know, discipline and a, and a desire to kind of execute something, then that's like, you know, like, you know, like, I'm not trying to, you know, it's crazy for me to need to have goals or to work or whatever. Like that's, that's capitalism in your brain. And, and I, (laughs) you know, like, okay, maybe a little, sure, you know, in in certain contexts, but that it doesn't mean that you just, you have no obligation to like, try to push yourself to, do something sometimes i mean you don't have to hyper extend yourself but i mean how you know do you get to give yourself a million free passes to not
0: yeah I don't know. yeah it's like when i see someone posting about self care like four times a week i'm like oh you're not you know you're trading in it, it, okay great yes for sure for sure um by the way i'm like i'm kind of siding with you here it's like you trade in work for just this. I think it's an indescribable feeling when you finish a painting that you're really proud of, or you show work in a gallery, you trade your work for this kind of like thing in the future. That's going to either, it's going to make your future self feel better, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be happy then. Um, this is called delay of gratification, right? In psychology. And, uh, Otherwise you're not delaying gratification you're going for instant gratification and that can be kind of vapid and hollow after a while. I mean, yes, it's good to be balanced with, with self care and you need to be sleeping. Like that's a big one for me. Like I finally have mastered my sleep cycles after (laughs) like, uh, you know, whatever, 18 years of just running the candle at both ends and, um,
1: I'm a very good sleeper. I, I get eight full hours.
0: Oh yeah. Nice. And,
1: yep. i sleep like 11 to seven. I'm a morning person, dreaded morning person. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, there's this whole world of, of, of conversation. I think that's kind of happening now, which is that like, you know, like you, you don't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have aspirations or, you know, or you don't, you don't need to you don't need to think about, you know, ambition or something, because that's, you know, this is just not necessary. I just don't, I don't want, I don't feel like I have to live that way. And I think that that's probably fine for some people, but I I don't, I I don't generally agree with that. So I I think it's, I think it's good to be ambitious. I think it's necessary to push yourself sometimes, because obviously, I don't think you need to grind yourself into the dirt. But I do think that sometimes nobody else is going to be like, yo, you actually do kind of need to get off the couch today. I'm sorry. Like you just, Mm. it's, you've had some days, but now it's time. Let's give it a shot. You know? And I I just, I think that some people in the world are feeling like that, that is not necessary anymore. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of stuff about how like, you know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to, therefore I shouldn't have to, you know, like having, you know, wanting a promotion at work, like, that's, that's crazy. You no, know, you know, people aren't designed to have whatever it's not. You know, and I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I yeah. kind of think it's good to have, to have, you know, goals and targets and, and wants that go beyond maybe, you know, nesting and self care, which is very important. Um, yes, but you you do occasionally have to kick your own, you have to kick your own ass a little bit. You know, nobody else is going to do it for you. And, you know, grew saying that the clock ticks forward, man. Like, you know, before you know it, it's six months later. And maybe you would feel better if you had tried something.
0: Yes, 100%. And I'd like to say as someone who used to have that mindset, that uh, fuck that mindset. Because eventually (laughs) you just... You look back and you're like, oh, man, I wasted so much time just thinking that it was all good or, you know, that success would happen eventually. And you don't really find out what you're made of until you challenge yourself. You know, and I think that's like discovering who you are is kind of like the most important thing in life. Right. Like what's the quote? The unexamined life isn't even worth living. That's so true. That's so Mm -hmm. freaking true. And I mean, fine. If if, I will say that, like, if you're the type of person who lives with no regrets and you like being like just sort of happy and with complacency, like, go for it. You know, maybe you can sustain this level of like satisfaction throughout your life. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't think. Yeah, it's not for me. I'll just say that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that, that, that self care equals forfeit all goals and plans and direction. And even though you, you need breaks, I absolutely believe this. I also know that I am a terrible example of taking breaks. I work a shit ton, Mm -hmm. um, I I don't think that it's bad to have aspirations and I don't think it's bad to occasionally, yeah, force yourself to do something that maybe you're not in the mood for. You know, I I forget what it's called or what the, I'm going to butcher this no matter what, but, um, you know, they say that like, sometimes you feel like you like people want to wait until they feel like doing something to start doing it but sometimes mm. you actually need to start doing it so that you feel like doing it yes you know
0: yes this is exactly you know i'm talking about absolutely sometimes i'm like i don't feel like painting and then five minutes into it i'm like fuck yeah this is awesome you know yeah. I'm like, <laughs> right. you're just like going for it because then you i mean i think the feeling too is that and Steven Pressfield in his book talks about this. It's like a little bit about conquering resistance because that's the actual hardest part is just like stepping up to the canvas or the easel or wherever you create your work and just making that first step. And then yeah. one turns into two to, you know, just gets exponential. And then all of a sudden you're in this flow and, uh, it's fun and it's rewarding and just the act itself is, is i mean i don't know you can get so much satisfaction out of that whether or not you're making money off of it or whether or not you're you've got you know 100,000 Instagram followers or you know all this other shit like the act in itself is what's up and yep yeah you you'll never know that feeling until you get past that resistance basically sure yeah
1: Yeah. Same with, same with anything. You know, if, if I, I, you know, don't force myself to do things that are good for me, like exercise, if I don't force myself to do it, then it's not going to happen. And maybe I'm comfortable not ever doing that. But on the other hand, maybe I do need to tell myself to do things that I know are good for me creatively or physically or whatever, you know? So, yeah, that's, you got to like, kind of, you do have to force it a little bit. And, and if you try and you still aren't in the mood or you can't make it happen, then that's fine. You tried, you know, but I don't think that you get to not try all
0: the time. Right, right, right. Definitely not all the time. And I think actually that self-care is actually doing the hard thing or doing the thing that you don't want to do because your future self will feel cared for because you conquered that resistance or you conquered that friction in your life just mm-hmm. by doing yeah. that thing. Um, okay. So yeah, I've got a couple more questions for you if that's okay. I know I'm t- we're, sure. we're a little bit past 90 minutes here. Um, but, uh, so outside of social media, how are you navigating the art world? How are you going to art fairs? You said you applied for a lot of open calls. Um, what else yeah. are you doing in that?
1: Area. Uh yeah, I uh well so I I just kind of participate in different things as they pop up. Um at this point in my art career, I'm generally invited to things like art shows and stuff. So oh, yeah. a lot of the things I participate in now are things that, you know, the gallery will reach out to me and ask if I want to be in a show or something. Um earlier in my career that was not the case i would reach out to galleries and be like hey if you have any open calls i'd love to be on the list you know or if you have any group shows coming up let me know if there's a way i can be if i could submit or be considered so i used to do that a lot and it worked but uh but yeah now at this point it's just kind of whatever is happening in the world um i do go to art shows i just like doing that uh it's fun to stand around and talk to art people and drink wine and look at stuff so I I do a fair amount of that Mm -hmm. when I can obviously COVID kind of choked that a little bit but um, Mm -hmm. uh, I do some larger scale stuff so some murals and things that bring me out of my studio which is nice it's kind of fun to work in a different format Uh, and then I just do um, I do designer con every year which is like an art fair convention sort of thing it's in Anaheim California um so i do that and then various miscellaneous projects with different companies organizations or kind of whatever just stuff as it yeah. as it comes up benefits i do some stuff with nonprofits um you know
0: just so you're you're all over campaigns. the place you're always yeah, are you always looking out for like uh for new opportunities
1: then uh yeah you know and i think that the more things you do, the more things you do. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. you know, if I, if I do a bunch of projects, then I need a bunch of people and then I get invited to do more projects and then you meet more people and then you get invited to do more projects. So, right. you know, it's a, uh, it's a snowball for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think my schedule just kind of depends on like what I have agreed to. <laughs> you know? right, um, right. And sometimes it's a lot of things and sometimes I kind of catch a break and get to, you know, do my own thing a little, but, uh, but yeah, 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 it, it depends. I think over the summer, things seem to get a little quieter and then towards fall and winter is when things will pick back up. So that's when, um, a lot of projects and things that I've been kind of quietly working on will be released or announced or available. So, um, yeah, we're moving into the, to the busy time of year for me, for
0: sure. Okay. So you have, all these Instagram followers you're sponsored by. Tri- Is it Trakel or Trekkel? Mm-hmm. Treckel. Got it. Mm-hmm. Gonna remember that now. Um, <laughs> no one ever knows how to say it. Anyway. Um, no. And and you're you've made like what maybe a th- thousands of paintings. I don't know if you keep track or not, but like lots of paintings. So I'm just curious. How do you define success?
1: Hmm. Um, I mean, the cheesy answer is, is like happiness, you know, (laughs) success is your happiness. Uh, I don't really know. I mean, I, you know, even though that is a cheesy answer, I think it's probably somewhat correct. You know, I mean, I think getting to a place where you enjoy the thing that you're doing generally, you know, like I, I don't know. I don't know like how much money an artist needs to make in order to be considered successful. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't know that there's like hard, um, hard data like that in that vein or anything, but I, I do feel like, you know, feeling like you are, um, you know, comfortable or comfortable in your studio practice or, you know, feel like you, have projects that you're excited about or feel like you can pat yourself on the back for um, you know like producing a fair amount of work you you feel accomplished yeah I, I think that that is generally where the success stuff comes from for me and you know I think that I had been feeling successful in those ways and in those areas before I, had Instagram followers or before I was working with trick or before whatever, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I think you get to the point where you feel like you are, are happy with your, with your craft, even though it will never be perfect or totally finished. You know, I, I think it's just about getting to a place where you're like, you know, okay, this is, this is, this is working for me you know? And if it starts to work for other people, then even better. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Finding the time I like art is such a weird personal journey for so many people that I think it really is just like for some people, maybe that success is, you know, having all of the supplies that you need to sit down and make something without having to worry about it, you know, or maybe, you know, maybe success is you got, you know, a hundred likes on your Instagram and maybe that was a, a, a boost for you and that made you feel good. And then you get this wave of like, you know, man, that really, that's, that is the, you know, that's, that's the little, the little boost I needed today to make me feel like something's going okay. You know, I mean, you, you search for those little glimmers, I think, but um yeah, I mean, I think for me, I feel I feel comfortable in my studio space. I feel pretty comfortable with my direction and my body of work. I think there's a lot of, of, there's a lot to go, you know, I think that there's a lot more to do and that I'll change, you know, that, that I'll redefine that success many times. But right now I just, I kind of, I feel pretty good about the stuff I'm making and I feel, you know, quietly privately satisfied generally with where my body of work is headed. And that makes me feel like I'm kind of somewhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't think that there's ever going to be a firm answer. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. 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 Again, the goal, the goalpost keeps moving, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, sweet. Thank you so much, Hannah. Um, and it's at the Obanoth and you'll get links to that in the description and the dot Right
1: yep yep it's same username on everything so instagram tiktok i'm on tiktok
0: oh uh, snap
1: youtube <laughs> um yeah my website all that good stuff it's all Banoff is how most people seem to <laughs> pronounce it but the banoff is correct yes <laughs> okay
0: sweet well thanks again and uh thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time
1: okay thanks for having me
0: yeah of course Thank you again for listening to another episode of RTAF Podcast. If you are interested in supporting the Patreon, that address is patreon.com slash Podcast. And I want to thank all my patrons. You guys keep this engine running. I couldn't do it without you. Go over there and check out the tiers I have available. It includes video, uh, guest suggestions, uh, patron-only posts, and some merchandise. Thank you again for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, do all those little things that help get RTAF into the consciousness of more and more people.
2: Yeah.